Welcome to part two of Ajaz Ahmed, the founder of FreeServe. Disruption always comes from those outside of the industry. The incumbents never disrupt. In this second part, we discuss how FreeServe became responsible for kicking off the dot-com boom in the UK and how at launch AOL dismissed them. It took only three months for FreeServe to become the UK's largest ISP and Ajaz explains how nobody, including him, thought it would grow so big so quickly. Ajaz explains how they couldn't cope with the amount of calls received from companies wanting to do deals with FreeServe. This included the Daily Mirror inviting Ajaz down to Canary Wharf to make him an offer for 50% of the fledgling company. FreeServe grew so rapidly that within nine months, Dixon's had floated it for 1.9 billion. At its peak, FreeServe had a market cap of 9 billion. Right, so everything's ready. Just you've, you've bought your domain, you're ready to press the button. Is it then, obviously, you're talking Dixon, so the massive PLC are there at the time, you know. They've got all the, the things internally, marketing department, they've got the connections with the press. Yeah. They, so they're making a big song and dance about this. Do, do, do they at this point think it's going to be big or are they just sort of thinking, well, let's run with it and see what happens, do you think? Um, I think they got a little bit more excited. Yeah. Uh, because it was free. Yeah. Uh, still, no, nobody had any idea how big it was going no, to be. But they saw the revenue model, didn't they? Maybe. they and that's what maybe it's yeah. there. Well, you know. Well, uh, I think they just thought that we are going to be a dominant player in the internet market. Yeah. But nobody... Uh, absolutely nobody from Dixon's, from Planet, myself, had any idea how big it's going to be, how, mm. how quickly it was going to grow. Nobody did. So, the press day's there down in London. You're there? Yeah. Who else is there? Uh, it was uh, a, a few people from the corporate development department of Dixon's yeah. and the PR department of Dixon's and every single national newspaper were there. Right. So, BBC how many, how many people were there? Oh, maybe 100 people. How, how are you feeling at this point? Uh, a bit apprehensive no yeah. idea what's going to happen yeah uh, but everyone got excited hmm. uh, and then a few hours later I remember phoning up uh, Leeds to find out what was happening and there were thousands of people signing up to free serve do you wish you'd have been there to see that no not really no, no. I'd rather be at the press release yeah, yeah. just a bunch of techies yeah. uh, with rows of uh, modems and computers yeah uh, no, so I was happy that I was in London, and then the um, the BBC went to see AOL, and uh, and they asked AOL uh, about the launch of this new company yeah. called FreeServe. What do they think? Now, disruption always comes from people from outside of the industry. Yeah, the incumbents never uh, come up with a disruption. Uh, disruptors always from outside. Why, why uh, do you think incumbents don't? Because, so the answer that AOL gave was that it's not what customers want. Mm. And if you imagine that you're the managing director of AOL, yeah. and the BBC are there to ask you this question, the first thing you're probably thinking in your mind is, look at the size of my office, mm. look at the hundreds of people that we employ, yeah, yeah. look at all the money that's coming in each month. Yeah. You know, from the seventeen ninety nine yeah. a month, we're doing okay. And we're a massive company. We're massive. Back in we're doing okay. Yeah. yeah. These little small guys, yeah, you know, yeah. and if, through history, there's lots of other examples of this as well. Yeah. So we're not that far away from Wakefield, hmm. and in Wakefield, a guy called Dean Hoyle started the card yeah. factory. Yeah, yeah. 
and he was selling cards for 99 pence, yeah. you know, birthday cards, Christmas cards, things like that, yeah. for 99 pence. So the incumbent was Clinton cards. Yeah. They probably thought, this guy from Wakefield, yeah. he's not going to affect our business. We've got yeah. hundreds of stores up and down the country. It's not what people want. Uh, Blockbuster, they probably wrote Netflix off. You know, well, they, the, they had a chance to buy Netflix, didn't they? Did, yeah, yeah, I don't and know. And they turned did it down. They, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. 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 And, you know, uh, Kodak. Yeah. They invented the digital camera and uh, they made the biggest mistake of all, which is they asked the customer what they wanted and the customer said, we want better quality film. Yeah. Because customers don't know what they want either. Yeah. yeah. And Henry Ford's famous quote, if I'd have asked customers oh, yeah, what they wanted, they probably would have said a faster, faster horse, horse car. So customers don't know what they want. And I was at the, at the launch of the iPod. So let's just can we we'll hold that iPod thing. Can we okay. move that to post? Yeah. What's now free surf? But yeah. just why do you think though, in general, that disruptors don't come from within? Uh, because of the fact that, uh, as I said, you look around, you think we're doing okay. Too comfortable. Too comfortable. Yeah. Uh, people with vested interest write you off. Right. You know, I've got this great idea. No, it's not. Yeah. No, you don't understand. Uh, so the example of the iPod, Sony should have been uh, the inventor of the iPod. Yes, because they had they were massive with Walkmans, weren't they? That's right. They had the brand Walkman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were manufacturers. Yeah. They even owned Sony Music. Yeah. So they owned the content as yeah. well. Yeah. But when someone probably suggested that they should do something like this, mm. all the people with the vested interest yeah. wrote them off and said, "No, no, it's not what we should be doing." No, no. Let's carry on doing what we're doing. It's the same as Napster and CDs, isn't it? Yeah. They, they, they again, the, 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 the best quote I've heard about, this is like the barbarians at the gate syndrome. Yeah. Where, you know, the Sony, Warner Brothers, you know, they, they should have embraced the, the MP3, but yes. they were making such money off bits of plastic CDs yeah. with 10 songs on, plus they did it walled garden. They, yeah. they didn't want people to be able to buy the song. Yeah. They want to make them to buy the whole album. Yeah. So it's very similar model. And, and look where they are now. And, yeah. You know, yeah. so, so the, the press release has gone out. People are picking up the CDs yeah. in store. Yeah. How, are you tracking your numbers? So what, what happens? You go yeah. back to Leeds. Can you see how many people are signing up? Yeah, you can up? see people signing up by the minute. Yeah. And, um, and another good thing about FreeServe was, well, first of all, the CD the CD contained the browser. Yeah, it was very easy to install. Yeah, yeah. And there was no commitment. Try it, and if you like it, use it. If you don't like it, don't use it. You only pay for what you've used. Yeah, that's it. And uh, and then friends were telling other friends, mm-hmm. you know, you should sign up to FreeServe. Where do I get the CD from? Yeah. Go to Dixon's Curry's yeah, PC yeah, World. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they had another business at that time. Uh, they had a phone company as well. They were selling mobile phones. Yeah. The link. The link, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, you could yeah, go into the link yeah. as well. Uh, so there was plenty of places to pick the CDs up, and uh, and then for the first time, people had access to the internet. Yeah. And you had evangelists, didn't you? Selling, That's marketing right. the product yeah. for you. And then they had, for the first time, people had personal email addresses yeah. as well. Yeah. Then people had uh, websites they could build. Yeah. Uh, and then because there was all these new people on the internet people started to sell things on yeah. the internet. So e-commerce started. So for FreeServe was a company that kick-started the dot-com yeah. boom yeah. in this country yeah. as well. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for the, all these new customers on the internet, there wouldn't have been a market for no. No. Uh, all these content companies, all these e-commerce companies. Yeah. 
So it kick-started this. All of a sudden, we had this rapid rise of new people on the internet, and it changed everything. Yeah. So you've people are consuming, or when I say literally picking these CDs up, switching. I remember doing it. I remember mm. getting the CD. I remember being so it couldn't wait to get home to mm. put it into my beige box. Mm and make it work and you know you, you, you plug the, the modem in it, yeah. ring, 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 and yeah. you're online I yeah. remember seeing the free server like yeah. homepage yeah. And, and I just remember like I felt like and it's nowhere near what it is now the internet I felt like the world was open to me it was like such yeah. a such a you know when I've, I used to have a, the Spectrum the, the Commodore 64 and now I could send I remember sending an email to a friend I think she she worked she was working for Ikea abroad and yeah. sent her an email it was mad you know and she sent me one back and yeah. like where before I used to when I used to work we'd get faxes yeah. and faxes were you know big yeah. back then so I, I remember seeing a fax for the first time and being amazed that you could yeah. send a picture and get it in I mean younger people won't know a fax no no well, no fax yeah. basically you'd send you could you'd write something or type it and type it and then send it and it'd arrive via a fax machine which was on like the a other side like a copy wasn't it yeah. and back then that were like wow you know yeah. ma magical i remember just being so excited and getting online with freeserve and so you've got all these customers like myself yeah. that are you know um making your money basically mm. what's the next step then so you know where does it go from having these evangelists that are signing up where obviously you can't stand still as a, yeah. as, a, as a provider in a company what, what was the strategy then uh, so free serve itself didn't change hmm. uh, the thing that changed was um, all these new companies started and everyone hmm. wanted to do a deal with Dixons right so with free serve so who, who were the companies that were starting uh, such all like? these new e-commerce companies were starting hmm. all these content companies were starting anyone that's around now that we'd know or uh, well, let's say last, last minute.com for right. instance as an, as an example yeah they were the one of the, yeah, I the first yeah. holiday yeah. yeah. e-commerce company so they were desperate to be on our travel yeah. uh, part the, the portal yeah. travel channel and lots and lots of people contacted me every day right they wanted to do deals yeah and it got to the point where um, I had to take my mobile number off my business cards yeah. uh, because I couldn't cope with the number of people who wanted to do deals with us. It was us. ringing all the time. That's right. So I had the office number and I had a an email address and yeah. that was it. And it, it wasn't just the UK. People from all over the world wanted to do deals with us. We were the people that people wanted to yeah. do deals with. Yeah. FreeServe was the biggest ISP. And by the way, it only took three months for us to become the largest ISP. Where were BT Click then at this point? Had they launched? I don't think they even launched. Did they, did they not bother? No. Right. Because uh, we managed to change the business model very, yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Uh, if they did launch, I can't remember them it launching. It can't have been significant, no, can it? No. no we you'd have remembered that, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, and then um, uh, something else happened which uh, uh, was quite interesting. Uh, one of the national newspapers phoned up and they said, can, we come in can you come and see us? Yeah. So uh, I went down to Canary Wharf, twenty yeah. second floor of Canary Wharf. Which which um, newspaper was it? Um, it was a Daily Mirror. Yeah. Um, and uh, went to see them, and they said, "Look, you know, get to the point. We like what you're doing. Uh, we want to buy half of the company." Right. And it was who was in this meeting? There was me, and uh, there was some uh, the other guy who was the, the guy who managed the relationship between. Free serve and Dixon's. Yeah. He used to work in the corporate development hmm. department of Dixon's. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, a guy called Mark Danby. Did you have a good relationship? Work well together? Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Still good friends. Yeah. What's, what's he doing now, Mark? Uh, he uh, then, after free serve, went to work for um, one of the corporate banks and now he's travelling the world having a good time. Good man, good man. Yeah. So you and Mark are yeah. down at uh, Canary Daily Mirror. Daily Mirror. Did, did, did they inform you why they wanted to see you? No. No, so you thought maybe like a press thing, you know, like yeah, an interview. I, I thought, you yeah. know, well, someone like the Daily Mirror wants to see you, so... You go, uh, don't you? You go, you go yeah. yeah. So, uh, went down there, and uh, he said, we want to buy half the business. And, and who, who was who was your meeting from the Daily Mirror? It was the Chief Operating Officer right. of the Daily Mirror. Right. Yeah. So, you know, one of the top guys. Yeah, big, big, yeah. Yeah. And I remember sitting there, and Mark didn't say anything, and I didn't say anything, and then eventually I said... Uh, but we don't want to sell the business. Yeah. And he said, why? I said, well, we, first of all, we don't need the money. Yeah. Because we've got Dixons behind us. Yeah. So we don't need any money. And secondly, we don't need any distribution because yeah. we've got the distribution. Yeah. So I can't see any reason why we'd want to sell no. it. No. And he wasn't happy. No. What did he say? Uh, well, have a think about it. And I said, okay, fine. But yeah. not I, to think I, about. But nothing to think about. <laughs> uh, if I was a startup business myself, then that would have been different. Yeah. You've got a big national newspaper mm. approaching, you wanted to buy half yeah, the yeah. business. Um, and um, you know, you would have felt really good and yeah. you might have actually sold half the business or, or less of the yeah. business, you would have sold it. But you knew you had a fantastic product and yeah. the best distribution. That's right, and a big company. Yeah. I mean, one of the other things, by the way, is uh, the, the, the advantage of working for Dixon's was that you didn't have to worry about money. Yeah, you yeah. knew you were going to get paid every month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew that you, you didn't have to worry about accounting or yeah, all yeah. the things yeah, that yeah. startup businesses yeah. have to worry about. Yeah, yeah. So it was great. Perfect storm for you. Perfect. You know, our PR department was Dixon's PR department. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. you didn't have to worry about yeah. that. And uh, anyway, after we left uh, the Daily Mirror, I phoned up um, the guy that was next to uh, this group CEO, yeah. John, John Pletherow. And I said to him, I phoned him up and I said, John, uh, just been to see the Daily Mirror. And John was still working for Dixon's at the time. Yeah. And I said, John, just been to see the Daily Mirror and they want to buy half the business. And he said, what did you say to them? I said, I've told him, no, we don't want to sell half the business. And I said, but I tell you what, I bet we could have got 10 or 20 million, you know, yeah, yeah. for it. He said, yeah. do you think so? I said, yeah, I bet we could have got that. Yeah. Little did you know. Little did I know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Went back to work and carried on as, as if nothing had happened. Yeah, yeah. So, what happened next with FreeServe then? How did it become, you know, the figures that are, that that, are, that yeah. we know, billions? Yeah. How did how did we get to that point? So the next thing that happened was the business cast started to grow, carried yeah. on growing, and Dixon's. Uh, being a big corporate business, decided that they wanted to separate the business yeah. and they wanted to float the business. Right. Because floating internet companies was all the rage in yeah. America. Uh, what time scale was this from, from launching? Where were we now? How many months, years uh, were we in? We separated the business and floated the business nine months after the launch. Nine months? Yeah. You, that's... When do you, that's... <sighs> Inconceivable, really. It is, isn't it? It is, yeah. To float a business yeah. nine months after the launch. Yeah. yeah. So they, they they split it off and they said they want to float it. What were your feelings about that? Uh, it was great. Well, yeah, we happy yeah, with it. I yeah, I was happy. Wow, you know. Yeah. Uh, separate business now because I was still an employee of Dixon's. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be employee of a separate business and the business is growing and uh, I can't imagine even. 
what the value of the business was going to be at the time. Yeah. So this guy that I'd phoned when I left the Daily Mirror, John Predro, he was then brought in as the uh, as a group, sorry, as the CEO of FreeServe. Yeah. Because we needed someone professional. Yeah. Uh, and we needed to do it properly. Yeah. And it's a different, it, different, different playing field when you go in PLC. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things he said after he went to see the corporate banks was that. Uh, they've said that they can't close a business um, for you know more than a billion pounds with just three employees. Right. We right. need to employ more people. So who were the employees at the time? Yourself. There was me, Mark Danby. Mark Danby. And then the guy. Uh, there was a guy who then left uh, Planet Online yeah. and came to work for FreeServe. Right. Uh, and he looked after the website. Right. Okay. And uh, so when we floated the business, if you look in the prospectus. It said average number of employees twelve. Yeah. So we took more people on just for the sake of it. L- literally. Yeah. Literally, just to see you could. Yeah. So what uh, were they doing these twelve uh, people? Well, the, the twiddling first, the thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> well, not twiddling the thumbs as such. I, I got myself a, a PA. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, because more and more people were writing to us, uh, we needed uh, uh, people to answer emails. Yeah. Uh, and then the guy who was doing the uh, the website, he needed. You know, the website yeah. was growing. Yeah, yeah. So we took more people on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, so by the time we floated it, um, we had 12 people working for us. Right. So what happens during a float? How does that How does that come about? Yeah, what do you need to it's do? A, it's a very big process. Because uh, I've spoke to people on here about selling a business. Yeah. But the floating. Yeah. What, talk us through it from a yeah. from a layman's perspective. Yeah. You sat there. What What's the What do you need to do? What does it involve? Yeah. So first of all, I didn't need to get involved no. because we had the power of addictions behind yeah. us. And it is a, a big, big job. Yeah. Uh, so um, there's lots of people working, you know, corporate banks, lawyers, uh, lawyers yeah. uh, accountants, yeah. and people. Like, and we had some of the biggest in, in the world working with us uh, and to get the business ready. And we were floating in, in London on the stock exchange and yeah. also on the NASDAQ in, in America right. as well. Right, right. Uh, so we had to have our own um, uh, accountant, we had to have our own uh, legal person working for us and things like that, managing the relationship. Uh, so we floated uh, nine months after we launched and the figure uh, of our valuation was just inconceivable. Yeah. Uh, we actually floated for £1.5 billion. Pounds. Nine months after launch? Nine months after launch, yeah. You couldn't, not often I'm speechless, but yeah. you how, couldn't make it up. How, how can you conceive that? Uh, what did you think when, when, when you saw that figure? I thought, wow, uh, what an amazing figure. Uh, but by now, uh, I, I was used to it all because everything was growing at yeah. such a fast pace. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then after we actually floated the business, it just carried on going up. So did you have any Did you have any shares in it or did you, were you... Uh, so... When it, we were still part of Dixon's, I was just an employee yeah. and I was getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I was employed. When we floated the business, I was then um, the the business development director and yeah. I got shares in the business. Right, right, fantastic. Uh, I used to then, uh, every morning, I used to log on to see how much I was worth. Check your share price. Check my share price. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I'd see how much I was worth. Yeah. Uh, and the share price just carried on going up and up and up. Uh, at one point, we were worth nine billion pounds, yeah. and we were also in the FTSE one hundred, and we were worth more than our parent company Dixons. What What were you thinking? What was going around your head when you? Yeah, I had done the same. Logging on every day, bloody hell, yeah. bloody hell, bloody hell. What What? How did your life change? 
Uh, it didn't actually change much. Um, I was still living in the same house. I was still driving a Volvo. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that changed was the fact that I was traveling the world now. I had a, a corporate credit card. Uh, I was staying in five-star hotels. I was traveling first class in the airplanes. Uh, I was meeting people from uh, all walks of life. Uh, and I sometimes wonder how I you know, managed, managed to cope with all of that. And why, I think, why did you not? Because I, I think most people would have at some point, it would have affected them. Mm. And what I mean by that, they become Billy Big Bollocks, you know, yeah, look at yeah, me. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, you, say, you stayed in the same house, you drove a Volvo. Mm. What, why do you think you stayed the person you were? Yeah. Why? What? What? what upbringing, mindset. Why? Why? Not the wrong thing. Yeah, it's no, just no, interesting. It's, yeah, you no, know. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I think one of the things. Uh, I mean, I've been interviewed for magazines and newspapers. Uh, uh, one of the questions you ask you, who's your mentor? Hmm. And my mentor was all the rubbish people that I've worked with. Yeah. And you learn a lot from all the crap people that you work with about so. how not to do it. I've said the same about yeah. Yeah. And I met lots of, uh, you know, if I can use the word bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And you meet all these people that uh, are narcissists. So what did you learn then? Give us, give us some of your, the, you don't have to give names, but, mm. you know, narcissism. Mm. What did you learn it, it before that, that, that kept you on that path that you, that you stayed on, even though you had all these shares going through the bloody roof? Yeah. Uh, that really, um, don't lie to people. Yeah. Don't try and show off to people. And just be the same person that you are hmm. as you, you know, it was before, really. Uh, because I met all these people, especially in London, yeah, that you know, um, uh, that were just trying to sell uh, themselves yeah. as something that they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought I'm not, I'm not going to do that. No, you know, I'm going to live the life by uh, eating nice restaurants and staying five star hotels and traveling first class. But I'm still the same still, guy that I was before. Yeah, still the guy from Huddersfield. Yeah. Because when I go back to Huddersfield, I'm just, you know, just the same age as I'm as I was before. Was it your family maybe that 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 helped you stay as you are? Or did you think if I, you know, if I go home and become this Billy Big Balls, mm. my family's just going to say, "Well, who do you think you are?" Uh, no, I think it was just as I said, the, the all the poor people that I'd worked with, yeah. I'd learned from them, yeah. and all the people that I was meeting on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought I'm just going to carry on as I am. Yeah, being who I am. So what did you learn then when you, you know, obviously you, you're traveling all these places, you're five star, everything's mm. everything's top, mm. top. What did you learn from all these different people you were mingling with? I'm guessing you were mingling with people that were top of the corporate tree, yeah. high net worth individuals. Yeah. What, what do you think, or what do you see makes them different to... You know, average is an awful word. Average man on the street, average business owner. What what makes them different, and why do you think they get there? Uh, it's a very difficult question that hmm. one to answer. Uh, I don't think uh, having an MBA makes a difference. No. Uh, I think it's having common sense. Um, some of these people uh, have been to the top universities and they understand systems and processes, hmm. but it's their vision, how they manage. Uh, the company, the mm. people that work for them, how they manage that. But it's having that vision so that they know which direction to take the business in. Mm. Uh, one of the things that uh, I often uh, talk about is the difference between a business person and an entrepreneur. Yeah. And it's a very, very critical thing. 
uh, business people only imagine can only uh, imagine it once they've seen it. Hmm. They only believe in it once they've seen it. Yeah. Whereas an entrepreneur can can vision it before it actually happens. Hmm. So if you look back at the the Dixons experience, they couldn't un- understand what it was because they were a business. They were a business. Yeah. Uh, but once they saw it, then it was okay. Yeah. Whereas uh, entrepreneurs uh, can actually imagine it before it happens. Feel it. Yeah. Mm. So um, a classic example is Apple. Uh, the the stores have the highest turnover per square feet in any yeah. retailer in the world. Yeah, I've read that. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas uh, when Bill uh, Steve Jobs, sorry. Uh, suggested it to his board that we should have stores because we don't control the last piece of the jigsaw. They said no. So he went away and actually built a store in a warehouse, yeah. got it just right and invited the board to the store. And once he actually saw the store, yeah. then they could visualize it and they yeah. said, yeah, let's get into the retail business. Yeah. Uh, so uh, lots of businesses haven't changed still to this day uh, because they, haven't, they can't visualize the future. Yeah. Oh, there's on. no one there showing it them. That's right. So yeah. for Steve Jobs then he, he he painted a picture, but literally yeah. he thought they're, they're not getting my words. Yeah. I've got to show them literally. Yeah. And I read that in the book. Have you obviously yeah. read Steve Jobs' book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah it's in. Uh, but still to this day, I read stories every day about retailers that are yeah. in trouble. Yeah. And one of the things that's caused the trouble is the internet. Right. So can we park that for? Yeah. For, let's go yeah. back to. So you're, you're travelling first class, you're staying in all the best hotels, you're eating in nice restaurants. Mm. You've become an internet personality, mm. haven't you? Yeah. You, you were on the front cover of, what was the magazine that uh, you were on the front cover of? Uh, a number of them. Mm. You know. the, the one that, I think this is iconic, mm. and, I don't, and, I'm, and it's a strong word, mm. is where, I can't remember who else is on there. Right, yeah. And, so and, you're, and, you're, looking, and you're looking... Internet magazine. You're looking yeah. to the right, or the yeah. everyone's looking at the camera. Yeah. And you. Yeah. Uh, let's be frank. The only yeah. Asian guy on there. Yeah. yeah. And you've all got your '90s suits on, your early yeah. 2000 suits on, and yeah. you're looking the away from way. the camera. Yeah. Was that was that done on purpose? Uh, well, the, the magazine is Internet Magazine, and they got together just like Vanity Fair, the, the top 50 yeah. movers and shakers in the internet business. Yeah. What year was this then? Uh, this will have been '99, I think. So this is before the the bust. Yes, we're in the boom at the minute. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Can you? I, I know I'm trans. I'm, I'm yeah. going in different directions here, but you know, we, we the, the people, a lot of people that are listening to this won't have been around or will have been around, but not experienced it because they were different mm. age or mm. different times in the journey. Mm. So, you, was this before the the bust? Then, so you're in the yes. boom at the minute. They're yeah. getting all these pioneers on the yeah. on the front cover. What? How did that come about? Uh, the, uh, being on the front cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just got a, a phone call and email saying from Internet Magazine that we're running this article. We want you are one of the, the movers and shakers yeah. in the business, and we'd like you to come down uh, and give us an interview. Yeah, and, and take a photograph. And the sorts of people that were on on the front cover yeah. was Bob Geldof on the front. Cover, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he owned a, a travel company called Deckchair.com. Right. Uh, there was Stelios who owns EasyJet yeah. to this day. Yeah, yeah, uh, and. There was a, the woman from Yahoo who ran Yahoo in yeah. Europe. She yeah, was on yeah, it. Yeah. The list goes on. Yeah. There, there was lots of movers and shakers. The people that um, were driving the internet in a particular direction yeah. were on the front cover, yeah. And did you learn anything from these people? Did, um, um, did you speak or was it quite just yeah, a photo? We, and we, you... Yeah, we, you know. Um, still to this day, they're all normal people. Did you feel out of place? 
No. Not that you should, but no, you know. No, I didn't. Uh, uh, and Bob Geldof phoned me the day after. Yeah. I was walking in town in Huddersfield. Like he does, you know. I like, uh, and Bob <laughs> Geldof's on the phone. Uh, and I thought, you know, I'm talking to Bob Geldof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was asking me, you know, can we do a deal for deck chair? Right. And I said, yeah, of course we can. Yeah. You know, so the power of a network. It. Yeah, the power of the network. Uh, but they were all normal people. Yeah. Uh, but I was the one that um, people wanted to talk to yeah. because we were the biggest ISP. Yeah, yeah. So you you growing, you floated obviously. Yeah. Um, what happens then? So you you you, you floated at one point six. It kicked 1. off. One point five billion. billion. It went up to nine billion. Nine billion. Yeah. So what 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 year was it when we were when it when it was peak? Uh, Two thousand. And when did the bubble burst in the, 2000 two, so this yeah yeah so it's going you know it's, going, it's growing 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 it's going, going. you know how, have, have you increased your staff by that point yeah we yeah. had a lot more people working for yeah. us because we were a lot busier yeah. a lot bigger ridiculously then. profitable uh, yeah we were profitable yeah what's yeah. your what's your day-to-day then now you know you've what, what's your day-to-day uh, workload yeah. like you know, what's, what's your average week yeah so in at that time yeah so my job was doing the deals yeah and then I employed uh, people to be the account managers. Mm. So I would be the guy that people would contact. Yeah. Uh, I was the guy that came up with the strategy for uh, which direction we should go in. Yeah. Uh, and then once the deal was done, I'd pass that over to the account managers yeah. to manage that relationship. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like, for instance, um, uh, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? All right, yeah. Uh, somebody suggested we should do a deal with them. Yeah. So I managed to get the guy that ran that. Mm. And I was in Leeds and I said to him, where are you at the moment? He said, I'm at the K Club in just outside Dublin, which the K Club is one of the famous golf clubs in right. in Ireland. Yeah. And I said, tell you what, you stay there, I'll be there this afternoon. So I got on a, a flight from Leeds Bradford Airport and it's only an hour away. Yeah. And I was there and tried to negotiate doing a deal with him. It didn't work out. No. But it's just the thought of being able yeah. to yeah. say to a guy, yeah, I'll yeah, be yeah. there this afternoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. go. Yeah. You had that behind you. Obviously, yeah. the company's up there. Yeah. You had the money, you had the infrastructure, you had the support, and, and to, to be able to go and do deals. And obviously, yeah. that to him is going to look good as well. If you're considering, I'm going to get on a plane and see you now, he's going to be yeah. like, whoa, yeah. this guy's serious. This yeah. guy's got something behind him. Yeah. Whereas if I was a startup, that wouldn't be the case. No. No, you'd, you'd, there'd be too many barriers, wouldn't there? You'd be well, yeah. answering the phone. How much is it going to cost to get to Dublin, yeah. and I've got to get there? And, and and you know, startups don't have the funding that. That's right. But you, then you created that funding, didn't you? By yeah. by being so so successful. And so closes part two. Part three talks about the dot com bust and how although this affected the share price of FreeServe, it didn't affect the success of the product as more and more people were wanting to get on the internet. We also discuss how Ajaz left the company and what he did next and what he's doing now.